Now playing the Sports Rewind Podcast. Welcome back to Sports Rewind. I'm Mateo Lippman and I'm here with Paul Salerno, Matthew Mastrangelo, Daniel Hendrickson, and we are very excited to have our second ever interview. Our special guest today is a professional baseball player on the Staten Island Yankees, Pat DeMarco. How's it going, Pat? It's going good. How about you guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. Excited that you're here. Yeah, thank you. Great. So we know you're from Staten Island and you played ball at Vanderbilt and you got drafted by the Yankees in 2019. So let's get right into it. So right now, what have you been doing in quarantine to stay ready for baseball season? Um, <clears throat> so I'm living with a buddy from Vanderbilt right now, an old teammate, Mason Hickman. Um, we got a local high school to open up and they let us use their facilities. So we had there every day and the Yankees send us some workouts. Um, so I do like a Yankee workout every day and then, you know, just go train at the field. They have a machine set up so I could take BP off a machine and I get to throw a Mason. He's a pitcher. So I'm, I'm kind of on like a throne program. So it's a good setup. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. Uh, like, what got you into baseball? Like, what age did you start? And, like, were you always a baseball player? Um, no, I was actually a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to play football growing up. I liked football. Um, football was my first sport. <clears throat> and then some buddies I played football with wanted to play baseball. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. And then I wanted to play football all the way up until, like, eighth grade year I thought I was going to go to college for football in the future and then you know I played both though every time and I kind of fell in love with baseball a little bit more so uh, baseball is what I wanted to do and that's kind of just what what I chose to follow and yeah let me what position did you play in football I was a running back and a middle linebacker Mm. what caused that dramatic change for you to love baseball so much that you took it over football um it's just one of those gut feelings, you know, you, you play both, you play both your whole life. And then, you know, inside, you know, as you get older, it's like, what, what do I really see myself doing? What do I want to do? And it didn't really come down to what I was better at. It really came down to what I wanted to do. And I really just wanted to play baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, when did you know you were good enough to play uh, college ball and can you walk us through the recruiting process? Yeah. Um, I never really knew. I always just went out there and played. I went down south, Team Elite. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a pretty good program down there. We do all those perfect games, uh, you know, tournaments. And probably I committed to Vanderbilt my sophomore summer. Um, but I didn't really have – I didn't know how good I was. You know, you in your head, you you know, but – you don't know how it's actually going to play out. So, you know, I was just hoping for any schools I could get. And then I started playing well. And then I started getting some SEC schools and SEC was my dream, like SEC, ACC. And I was like, if I don't reach that, that's fine. And then started playing well, then got some SEC offers. Then my buddy Harrison Bader, who plays for the Cardinals, he went to Florida. And once I started getting some of those offers, I was like, where do you think would be the best to go? And he just said probably LSU, Florida, or Vanderbilt. In his opinion, were the three that would 
on the other side of it, when you came out, get you better and, and prepare you for pro ball. And you know, I was looking at a lot of schools, Mississippi State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, um, Florida. But something about Vanderbilt, when I stepped on the campus, I knew it's a gut feeling when you step on a campus, you'll just know this is where I want to be. So that was really it. Yeah. Mateo, I think we'll go back to you for a question. All right. So when you won the college baseball world series in 2018 with Vanderbilt, uh, what, what was going through your head? What were your emotions at the time? And what was that like? Um, it didn't really sink in in the moment. It's, I made the last catch. I saw, I saw him hit it and, you know, in my head before the pitch, I was like, it would it be cooler if it was a strikeout or if I caught it because both would be like the, the, the best scenario for me. Um, he hit it to me. I caught it. It's really in the moment. Didn't feel like any other fly ball. It felt normal. And then, you know, I saw it coming down and I caught it and I just put my hands in the air and it's kind of like, it takes a long time to sink in. Like you celebrate and all that, but over time it gets cooler and cooler. So you know, looking back on it is, is even more cool than in the moment. All right. Um, I read a quote by your Vanderbilt coach that said you were um, an old, older school player and you always played with one gear. What drives you to play like 100% every single game? Um, I think it's that football mindset in a sense where you have to play like you're in a football game. You have to be ready every pitch take every pitch you know the best you can and with with as much focus as you can so it's it's something where you know being five nine and being you know just a normal height it's just yeah. it what got it's what got me noticed it i didn't have a tool that was like damn this guy throws a hundred or damn this guy can put the ball 500 feet i didn't have that so what got me noticed and what my dad always preached was like on a walk, I would sprint to first base or a ball in the gap, like that he, you know, fielded, I would be trying to get to second if I could, like he just like bobbled it a little bit and just being on top of your game like that, every pitch, it elevates you, it elevates everyone around you. And, you know, it can only make you better. Mm-hmm. How was the travel back home after you won? Like what was going through the bus or the uh, emotions of your teammates? It was fun. It was a big party. Um, We had some fun that night and then we had our charter flight the next morning at like seven or 8 AM. So that was probably the worst flight of my life. Um, (laughs) It was, it was a tough flight to be on, but it was a really, really long two or three days. Cause then we had to do some shows and parades after when we got back and, it was like no rest by the end of it. You were just exhausted, but it was a lot of fun. Was there like, um, cause whenever someone wins something huge, you know, you always have, like you said, parades, like, was there a part of you that just kind of wanted to just like celebrate with tinily, uh, like small with your team? Yeah, we got that, um, moment a little bit, but you have to pay it forward and you have to pay it back to the city and the, and the fans and all the people that supported you, you know, that's what you play for at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Um, so it was fun to do that and fun to see all the fans. And we had like a big, um, you know, autograph session and that probably took a couple hours and it was just so tiring, but you know, once that all ended, yeah, we, we had some fun together. 
So when you're at the ballpark, what would your go-to snack be? Hmm. So they made these, they brought these little acai bowls before every game. I would crush acai bowls, but mostly just like a peanut butter mm-hmm. cracker and or a peanut butter sandwich or something like that. Do you have pliables? Too. Do you have pliables hmm? in New York? Pliables? Yeah. Yeah, like pliables too. So Vanderbilt having one of the best baseball programs in the country on your first day, were you intimidated at all or were you just heading in there? What was that like? No, I just, I showed up uh, wanting to play as a freshman. If I didn't think I was going to play as a freshman, I wouldn't have went <clears throat> to Vanderbilt. That was like a big thing for me. Um, but I took the risk and then from day one, I was just trying to earn a spot. Yeah, it's nervous and intimidating for sure when you're the first one, first year on campus. But, you know, I definitely didn't let it affect me. It kind of drove me a little bit. You were kind of like the end of high school, you're at the top again, and then you go to freshman year of college, and then boom, you're right back at the bottom like you're a freshman at, in high school again. So um, you just have to work your way back up. But it was nervous, yeah, but I, I liked it. Who did you model your game after? Probably Harrison Bader. Um, I've known him since I was in maybe either sixth to eighth grade. I forgot, but he was an outfielder at Florida. Uh, He's the center fielder for the Cardinals now. Mm -hmm. Um, He was the same way where he was always that one gear mentality. Um, If you ever watched him play, he's, he's that same way. And watching him definitely had an impact and he would come back from Florida when I was in middle school or early, early high school in the winters. And I'd hit with him, and he'd be wearing all of his UF gear. And like, that was just at that age, you just look up to those guys. And then, you know, I definitely tried to try to be like him. And it's weird coming on the other side of it and being like, wow, I just went through all that. And it's so quick. Were you a Yankees? Were you a Yankees fan growing up? I'm a Mets fan. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Tell me. Yeah, That's me real. I tell most people, I tell most people I'm a Yankees fan though, because it makes for a better story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a Yankees fan? <laughs> anyway. But um so Roger Clemens had the football pregame. LeBron James had mental like working on his mind. What's your pregame uh ritual or pregame what you do before the game? Let's think. Um, I like to go in the cage. I like to work on some drills. As I get older, though, I, I definitely do less in terms of physical stuff. Like I do what's necessary, the drills to keep my swing in order and, you know, stuff like that. But besides that, I definitely don't um, overexert, especially when as you get older and as you play more, you play a lot more games. And it's kind of a factor you don't think about, you know, when you're playing like 40 to 50 games, even that's a pretty, pretty good amount. But once you get to pro ball or college and then summer ball, it's like college is probably around a hundred games in a year. And then pro ball is like 140, you know, in the minors. Um, So it's just being efficient is really, really important. And you learn how to be efficient. You learn how to not do some, drills or just overwork you know what i mean it's easy to it's easy to overwork because you always think you know i gotta work hard i gotta work hard but if you can just concentrate 
on small segments of time, like it's much more useful in the long run because you're going to go out there every single day and, you know, you can't be worried about how you feel every single day. Um, so you just have to f- develop a routine that makes you consistent and puts you in the same mindset, <clears throat> same mindset every day. Because if you're up and down, it's not, it, you're not going to do well and it's just going to be wear and tear on your mind. And that's more important than anything else. So when you first stepped on the field, game one of the college championship, the roar of the crowd surrounding you, what was going through your mind at that point in time? It was just fun. The best way to describe it was fun. It was like we worked the whole year for that, and it's always a goal, but you take it every day, you know, that day, the whole season. And if you can do that and put put like a – a piece together where towards the end you actually get to your goal. Um, then it just becomes fun. You know, the training is the hard part. The training is where you have to be focused and the practice is where you have to be focused. And then whenever you get on the field, it should be super fun. Like reset. There's no, no stress going through your mind, no pressure. No, not at all. Maybe playing at Vanderbilt before helped that, but it was just fun. It was just like, you looked around and it looked like you were in a video game and it was just like, this is unreal. It's crazy. During uh, during the series, was there one point where like you just screamed, like you were so pumped up, and like could you tell us about that moment? Let me think. Um, see, I wasn't able to scream when Ethan. If you guys remember when Ethan Paul hit that double to tie the game against Louisville, because I was on deck, so. Mm-hmm that would probably be a moment where I would have screamed, but I was on deck. So I was, you know, keeping my cool and just focused on, on my at bat. So I'm trying to think of where I would have screamed because in the moment you don't want to, you don't want to yeah. ever let your emotions get too out of hand because, you know, you know, uh, a failure is coming soon, you know, but mm-hmm. I could definitely, I've definitely screamed for my teammates. So I'm definitely trying to think about a moment where I have um, first game against Louisville. That was cool. First, uh, first at bat, Austin Martin hit that home run. Um, we definitely got hyped up there. Um, but that's really it. In the, like in the series was like, what was like the moment that like stuck out in your mind? Like the one thing you remember, like clear as day. Yeah. Um, probably probably Harry Ray when we beat Louisville the second time um, diving for that diving for that catch at second base. I think it was a one or two run game and it was like a jam shot, but it was one that could have landed and actually somehow tied the game up and he made a dive in play. And I remember watching from center field, like, thank goodness. Hmm. <laughs> What was it like when – so you were on deck when your teammate set you up and you eventually sent Vanderbilt to the College World Series finals. What was that like? <laughs> it happened really, really quick. Um, yeah. They brought in a reliever who was really good. He's, I forgot who he plays for now, but he, he was really good. He was like 93, 95, um, good movement, and he – got me down to 0-2 and like the first two pitches 
I definitely could have done a better job of slowing the at bat down. And, um, but I kind of got caught up in the moment. And so the first two pitches flew by and then you blink your eyes and you're Oh two. Um, and so at that point I was just trying to hit something like I didn't care. And I ended up chopping it and ended up staying fair. So, I mean, I kind of just lucked out, but yeah. that's how the game works. All right. So what was draft day like when you got the call that you were going to be a professional baseball player? It was cool. Um, it was, you know, I went through it in high school and then, uh, it happened again, obviously. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I was with, I was actually in a meeting with coach Corbin when I got the call, uh, I was waiting to get drafted. Um, so when I was, I felt my phone buzzing in my pocket while I was in a meeting with Corbs and I probably knew, I thought I knew what it was like I had a guess and it ended up being, you know, a call and, I looked at my phone after the meeting cause I wasn't going to take my phone out and coach Corbin that meeting finally ended. And so I went outside and checked my phone and I just saw Instagram notifications, Twitter notifications and like text messages saying congrats. And I didn't know I had been drafted yet. So um, then I just called back whoever called me um, our area scout. And he was like, yeah, we, dra- we picked you. So that's really how it, was, how it went. What emotions did you have on your first professional game that, like, did you, uh, did, uh, yeah, what emotions did you have? It was weird. Um, it felt like a normal game besides we used with bats and, you know, it's definitely not as many people in the crowd and it's kind of more, um, you take care of what you have to do. You know, it's less, I'm not saying it's less team, but it's more, you know, you go through your personal routine and you do what you have to do to get ready for the game instead of, you know, at college and stuff, you, you kind of do a lot of things together. So, um, you know, we just did what I had to do. And then I actually sat my first game or two to kind of get me acclimated and, you know, figure out how stuff works around there. And then my first game that I started in, it was like a normal game. It was cool, though. It was cool to say that you're playing in a professional game. So Yeah. So we have a classic Stranded on Island question for you. So mm-hmm. Stranded on Island, you got to pick one movie, one book, and one show. What are you picking? Hmm. For a movie, I'm probably picking something like stepbrothers or something. Cause if you're stranded uh, by yourself, you need to be happy. You need something to bring you up. If you're stranded yeah. by yourself, you know, you don't want something serious. Like you can only watch that serious movie so many times. So <laughs> yeah, I think a funny one would really get your spirits up. Um, what was the next one? A book. A book. Hmm. I probably, I probably do like a Harry Potter. Potter series or like the Lord of the Rings series. Mm. I think I like that type of stuff. So um, I think those are entertaining and there's so many volumes of it that you can be reading for a long time, hopefully until you're found. And then a show, 
Probably Breaking Bad was my favorite show ever. Mm. So I'd probably have to go with Breaking Bad. A serious show and a um, funny movie. So good mix. Yeah, you, you balance out everything. I mean, you there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's it like playing in your hometown? Um, it was cool. I got to live at home and living at home, you know, had its, had its advantages and disadvantages. Like after the game, I wanted to go back with the team, but, um, you know, I went back to my house by myself. So it was kind of like, yeah, I wish I was with the team a little bit, but at the same time, you're living in a hotel for half the year. So it's nice to be home, but the crowd was really cool. And growing up and going to that stadium a lot was it just brought back memories really. Like I remember being very, very young and watching those, watching those players. And then I was out there. It was, it's weird how quick things go. Mm-hmm. So at spring training, uh, did you have like a piece of advice that stood out or the best piece of advice you got? Yeah. The best advice I have is really just to take every day at a time or every you know whatever activity you're immersing yourself in just be focused on that and don't get too high or too low in whatever you do because you know it's not the first time that you're ever going to strike out or hit a home run or anything that happens and it definitely won't be the last time so you know when you can play baseball or do anything and get back to that middle you know just the just get back to the middle in general and not get too high or too low, you find yourself being the best you can be over the long run because <clears throat> over the long run is what really matters. You know, you go over four or four strikeouts one game, it feels like the world's on you, but you won't remember that in literally seven days. So it's just like being able to control your mind and take every day, you know, individually, that's probably the best advice I've, I've learned the hard way. If, uh, if you could talk, to young Pat DeMarco, like, like probably 10 or when you just started playing baseball, you know, like, what would you, what would you say to him? Um, probably going back to like my last answer, just relax. Um, everything you do in the moment seems like it is the end of the world or, you know, the aha moment or like, I figured it out, you know, both of those things are not true. You never figure it out and you know, you're never fail so bad where you're never going to play the game again. Um, so it would just be to relax, you know, take it day by day and just be the best you can be that day. Um, and that would really be it. Just, just do what you can that, that day. All right. Well, uh, Pat, thank you for coming out. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. Us. I'll be rooting for the Yankees, but I'll be definitely rooting for you. So thank you for coming <laughs> out. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sports Rewind and Twitter at Sports Rewind Pod. And thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next week.